Welcome to my testimony, and today we have a remarkable young lady who's going to share her testimony with us, how she found Christ through the health message. And uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Can't wait, can't wait to get into this testimony, and I know all of you are going to be blessed. So uh, welcome again, and I'm Colin, and there we go, and this is my testimony, and today we have Cherie, Cherie Hughes. Welcome, Cherie. Hey, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Good, good to have you. Good to have you. And I'm glad you're taking your time out of your busy schedule to um, to join us. Because I know even though you're working from home, you're a very busy young lady. So before we get into uh, Shiri's testimony, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you so much for bringing us here today. Thank you for Shiri, and we thank you for her testimony. Mm. We pray that as she share her testimony with us, that souls will be blessed and that we will just be uplifted and just know how good you are and how you are just a God who cares about us. So thank you again, and as she shared us, pray that the Holy Spirit will just be with her as she speak. Her words will just touch us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the health message. How did you come to know Christ through the health message? When I was in college, I took a history of the Old Testament class. Hmm. And during that time, we were just basically stepping through each book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, kind of in more of like a, a studious approach. And when we got to Leviticus, we started talking about clean and unclean meat. And I knew it was there. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, this is a surprise. I didn't know the Bible said this. I knew it was there. But for the first time, I heard it juxtaposed with all of the Abrahamic religions. So mm -hmm. my professor was like, this is why... Jews, Muslims, and Christians don't eat pork. And at the time, I didn't know a single Christian that did not eat pork. This mm -hmm. is middle of nowhere, South Carolina. Everybody eats pork. Exactly. And so I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, wait, why do we eat pork? And most, growing up Baptist, the rationale is always that, you know, Jesus did away with that. And we don't have to worry about that because that's the Old Testament. But when he threw in Muslims, I was like, but they don't have Jesus. I mean, mm. not the way we have Jesus. Right. And I was like, why, why do we eat this? Because, I mean, even if you throw out the concept of Jesus getting rid of it, if you look at those laws as being for the Israelites, they wouldn't have been for Muslims because they're not Israelites. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wait, what what happened and right. um i decided that i was gonna find out and at the time i i mean because everybody does it you feel like what everyone's doing is right you're just missing like a piece 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to stop eating this until I find out why we can't eat this. And so in my mind, this is just like a, it's like a fast. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, some time went by and um, eventually I got around to studying it. And um, I mean, everybody already knows the end that that was not a fast, that that just became the end. (laughs) But I ended up on the Amazing Facts website listening Mm. to Pastor Doug because he has lots and lots of videos um, on the health message. And so I ended up finding one of his. How did you find that? How did you find Amazing Facts? I found it through Google. Um, I was just. Yeah, I was just Googling, you know, like, why do Christians eat pork? You know, why, why is it okay to eat unclean meat? Gotcha, just gotcha. kind of random Google searches trying to find, you know, verses that supported mm-hmm. why we were eating these unclean meats. And mm-hmm. so one of, the, one of the links that came back was actually a sermon from the Amazing Facts website wow. where yeah. Pastor Doug was going through all of pretty much all of the verses that people use to try to justify it and explaining why we're not, why it doesn't give us permission to eat that. Right. Yeah. Wow. So it's amazing that um, during that class that that just stand out. Why, why do you think that just um, was so a big deal for you when you heard that? It, it sparked your interest. Why, why do you think that that happened? Because, I mean, you could have been in the class and you heard it and you'd just be like, like oh, okay, well, whatever. whatever. But this... <laughs> This had a big impact on you. Why do you think that was? Um, I think that, so I think the Holy Spirit guides, I mean, obviously I think the Holy Spirit was involved in mm-hmm. guiding me there. And I think from the time that I was very little, I was always very inquisitive. I was always like, why do we do this? Why do we do that? Um, I grew up in a house that's split between denominations. So I went to lots of different denominations and I was the kid that was like, so what's the difference between a Methodist and a Baptist? Mm -hmm. Why is this church different than that church? Why do these people go here and those people go there? And so I always had questions and I feel like, um, you know, that was just one of those things where the Holy Spirit came in and it was at a point in my life where, you know, I was, on my own. Like I was graduate, I was graduating from college because it was my senior year. I was about to be on my own where I'm buying my own groceries and I'm cooking in my own kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not dependent upon other people. And so it was really the first time that I was able to make the choice for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's why God was like knocking right at that moment. Like, Hey, up until now you've had to take whatever people gave you. So there's no need for you to know you know, right from wrong. But now mm. that you're able to make these decisions for yourself, I'm handing you this information. Wow. Um, and I think that I just answered the call for that information and, and followed it. Wow. Wow. So what was the journey after that? After now you've started your fast <laughs> and you're, you're realizing about all these things. You've gone to Doug Batchelor and you realized what he was talking about. What did you do next? Um, I kind of ended up going down the rabbit hole, I pretty much binged watched uh, a bunch of sermons on the Amazing Facts website. Uh, This was, and this was before I had Netflix. So um, (laughs) this was before Ben watching was, was, was known as Ben watching. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
I lucked out. I had a summer where my advisor for grad school went out of the country and I didn't have any work to do. So Mm -hmm. I would just, I would get up and I would watch like an amazing facts video. And then I would go read, um, you know, either the Bible or I would read like history books. I started learning like a lot of the history of the church, a lot of, um, you know, how the Sabbath became, you know, what it is and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I ended up going into videos about the importance of the Sabbath. And again, it's one of those things that in the back of your head, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that Saturday is the seventh day and Sunday is the first day. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea why you're going to church on Sunday and not on Mm -hmm. Saturday, but everybody does it. So right, doing it too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I just kind of started watching things, learning things and, um, I, even though I had made the decision to stop eating the unclean meat, I hadn't really started keeping the Sabbath. Um, it was more of, I mean, I didn't work on the Sabbath in general. Sometimes I had homework and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but it was just kind of like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's the Sabbath. Um, I didn't really have any concept of what it means to keep it holy. So I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't even really sure what keeping the Sabbath meant. So it kind of just went like over my head okay and then I ended up having a rough couple of months in grad school um a lot of friends that I had uh at school left or graduated Mm -hmm. um I ended up getting sick and I got like incredibly stressed out with deadlines and things just I don't know they just weren't going well and coming out of that um I guess, you know, because I was, you know, already a believer, your natural reaction is to go deeper into Christ. So I was like, you know, the last time I was reading verse by verse, chapter by chapter, you know, it went really well. I was like, let's, let's try to recreate that. So I went back and I was like, I'm going to read all the way through. And somewhere in the midst of that is where, um, I started to be convicted to keep the Sabbath. So that's when I actually started trying to figure out how do I keep the Sabbath? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what will I do? What won't I do? Mm -hmm. And um, that was a really interesting process because I, I mean, outside of amazing facts, I didn't know any Sabbath keepers. I didn't know anything about that or, you know, what that looked like. Mm. So you you at this time you're still in South Carolina, correct? Um, at this time, I had just moved to Boca, so I was okay. I was this was probably a month after I'd moved to South Florida. Okay, okay. So how did you find plantation? Because now you're in Boca. I mean, Boca is Boca, and plantation is plantation. <laughs> so I mean, what what led you to plantation? So um, when I was in Boca, I was still in grad school. I was finishing up and um, I started keeping the Sabbath then. So for the last two and a half years of grad school, um, I was keeping the Sabbath on my own, Um, Mm -hmm. just, you know, at home, watching sermons, listening to music, you know, whatever um, it seemed to mean to me. And when I graduated, I took a job and moved to plantation. That's how I ended up in plantation. Okay. Um, okay. 
And when I moved here, I was like, I can't just be in isolation. Mm -hmm. Um, Grad school is over. I've picked a job. I am, you know, miles and miles away from home. I need to create a community. I need to make friends. I need to have people that, you know, can rely on me, people I can rely on. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to make this my new home. Right. And I knew that I wanted friends that were on the same page as me. Um, You know, when you start keeping the Sabbath, it's very difficult because the world's on a different page. So if all of your friends are on this page over here, Mm -hmm. the prime time for going out is Friday night, Saturday. um, And you're problems really you know just it gets really complicated of course Mm -hmm. yeah so I was like okay I want friends who are you know godly people people who I can talk to about scripture people who are keeping the sabbath um, people who understand you know this journey that I've gone through and and am continuing to go through Mm -hmm. and will help me on this journey Mm -hmm. and so I figured the best place to look for these people is at a church. I really couldn't think of anywhere else where I would just miraculously find people on the same page as me. Maybe maybe you could have gone to the mall. You never know. (laughs) know. The beach, you know what I'm saying? You're in South Florida, man. There's a lot of people going around. Just hold up a sign. Hey, looking for Adventist young people. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, um, you know... um, so I ended up just Googling, you know, like Adventist churches in the area. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of Adventist churches in, in South area. Florida. Right. Um, but I ended up, Plantation ended up showing up, like, you know, in the top of the results. Okay. And um, I watched, you know, one video online. Um, mm-hmm. You know, coming from South Carolina, you can't just walk into a church called Plantation. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that wow. one. Wow. So um yeah, so I checked it out online and you know, obviously it's a multicultural church. So I was like, right. okay, this it looks it checks yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So I showed up and um when I showed up, I didn't I didn't think much of it. I didn't think, I mean, there's not a lot of young people who attend church. So I didn't think there was going to be a whole heap of people. Um, and even if I saw a couple of young adults, I didn't really expect that we were going to become buddies. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat. I was like, oh, you know, I'll have to come, you know, a couple of months or so. And maybe I'll meet one person and it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I lucked out. And the day that I showed up, Merge was having a potluck. Wow. It was a potluck Sabbath. And, um, you know, they invited me to come to the potluck. I thought that was a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> first time first time showing up and these people are being so nice and inviting you to lunch. Right. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't know you. You want me to come to your house? That's exactly. A little, a little creepy. But, um, you know, the Holy Spirit was like, go. So I went. Um, there was way more young people than I thought it would be. Mm. I I can't even remember how many, but it was a lot, a lot of people. Um, And while I was there, um, there was a girl who wanted to go see a movie and um, the guys didn't want to see the movie. 
So they were trying to find someone to go see the movie with her. And mm-hmm. I happened to just be standing in the general vicinity. So they kind of just grabbed me and they were like, hey, you, go go to the movies hey, with her. Hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, um, you know, it. I don't know. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, whatever. I don't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. So me and her exchanged numbers. And after Sabbath, you know, we ended up going to the movies. It ended up being a whole group of us. They you know, they decided to come to, they just, they couldn't be left out of the fun. Right. And um, I mean, like from that minute on, I was just part of Merge and, you know, we were friends and um, the person that, you know, I ended up going to the movies with, she and I are actually hosting a small group together now. Like wow. I, I would have never guessed that that was yeah. how that was going to play out. Mm-hmm. And that, that's Lisa, right? Yeah, yeah Lisa. Yeah, wow, it's amazing. Awesome, awesome. It's amazing how God works, man. God works. And um, He just wants us to make a little effort, because you made your effort by googling and searching and checking out, and then coming out in faith. Because yeah. you could have said, you know what, man, let me let me just move to South Florida, and I'm just gonna stay and do stay my and still do my stuff. You know, yeah. at home in my in my apartment. So mm-hmm. amazing. And I'll go back a little bit when you are when you're in grad school and you're doing. You know, you're in grad school doing your thing. How how did um how was that for you keeping the Sabbath with your professors and stuff? Um, so I was really nervous when I first decided to start keeping the Sabbath. Um, because in PhD programs you work twenty four seven. There is mm-hmm. there is no Sabbath. And um being in the STEM fields, being in engineering and the sciences, um they don't believe in anything that's not scientific. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to a professor and saying, I don't do this because of religious reasons. They're like, what? We're, <laughs> we're scientists. Um, right, right. And so it's, there's not really a culture of accepting that. Mm-hmm. So I, I was pretty nervous. Um, fortunately, I was at the point where I was done with my classes. So I didn't really have to worry about exams popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to worry about... Um, the deployment that I did for my research, um, I didn't want to collect data over the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And I had to worry about um, if I got papers published, I didn't want to have to present the pipe, the papers on a Sabbath. Right. And, um, you know, when I went into my advisor's office to tell him that I was not going to collect data on the Sabbath, I was shaking. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to say. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to justify this. I don't know how I'm going to convince anyone that this is a good idea. Um, But, you know, God gave me a scenario that was plausible, you know. um, And when I spoke it out loud, uh, my advisor didn't push back at all. Mm. He was just like, okay, that makes sense. He's like, that's cool. Let's do that. And, Um, you know, it was kind of in that moment that I really – really, really started to understand what it means to just trust in God. Um, That was one of those moments where I was like, okay, when God has something for you, if you do it his way, you will get it. He will make a way for you to do it the way he told you to do it. Yep. Amen. Amen. So young people, people your age, young people, how, how merge. Who is merge anyway? Is merge the teenagers? Who is merge? Is there some people watching this uh, that merges? Well, 
we try not to be ageist at at merge. I don't know if ageist yeah. is a word. <laughs> um, uh, I think on paper, I think it says 20 to 35, but we have a couple of people who show up that are younger and a couple of people who showed up that are older. Um, mm-hmm. you know, whoever comes that feels welcome is welcome. Awesome. awesome. I mean, thank God for merge because when you came, I'm sure, I'm sure you were, you were shocked and surprised. Wow. All these young people going here, my age and you know, yeah. people I can relate to and stuff. God definitely answered your prayer because yeah. you, you, he know, he knew your heart. He knew you were searching for this group of young people so that you can relate to and build that community. As you said, you know, you're the only one here in, in South Florida. So, and uh, you're the only one in your family that's uh, that's Adventist, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, God knew that, and He know that you need that support. So, you know, so what? Um, definitely a faith walk with you, Shiri, and um, you stepping out in faith. What would be your your advice or your 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 testimony, or what would you like to tell you know people your age, young people, people who are growing up? What 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 would you like to tell them about the goodness of God? College students, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. You're in college um, and you've got that struggle. What would you tell them? I would say to push for answers. Um, mm-hmm. I know that when we are growing up, um, particularly those who actually grow up in the church, mm-hmm. you're kind of taught to just do what's always been done. Follow the tradition. This is what we do. This is not why we do it. Just this right. is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ask questions, just do it. And I think that the Holy Spirit comes to you with a question and leaves it to you to find, to come back and, and, and you know, search for the answer. Definitely. And I think that as long as we're seeking the Holy Spirit, he will give us the answer. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it could be life changing. So I definitely think that, you know, if something's nagging you, if you're, you know, you're sitting you know, at home reading your Bible or you're sitting in the church or you're just driving down the road. And it's like, why is this? Why does this happen this way? Why do we look at things this way? You know, ask people. We live in the time of the internet. Ask Google. There's lots of resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure it's a scholarly one, though, first. Don't, don't yep. just take all. <laughs> right. But you know, search out those answers and make sure that you can explain to yourself why it is that you do what you do Mm -hmm. and don't let people persuade you otherwise don't let people discourage you from asking questions definitely definitely and i I can relate to that because i i was born and raised in the church and um and i i've come to realize that you have to find christ for yourself and not um not finding christ to your parents all right thank you again so much for coming on and sharing your testimony i know you're a busy lady, you know, you got, you got to, you know, even though we're in COVID, I know you're working from home and you still have things you got to get done. So for sharing, taking that time out of your day and sharing with us, we're, we're truly grateful and sharing with the entire church. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So Dawn, you're going to pray to lead us out. Loving Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to hear Cherie's testimony to encourage us once again with your goodness and your greatness and the way that you work wherever we may be. Help us to understand 
how amazing you truly can be in our lives and help us to hold on firmly to you so we can truly be ready to meet you. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Shiri. Thanks again. No problem. And Bye. we'll we'll see you we'll see you back at church when we when we can do it again. <laughs> so, but I know you guys are keeping. I know Merge is keeping Merge things is going, man. And you guys Merge are good. So, That's good. all right, good, good stuff. stuff. Awesome. All right, bye bye. Take care. Bye-bye.